This week, we discuss the latest in Apple rumors, some huge changes to making music on iOS, and what the future of Apple's mobile operating system might hold. It's episode 28 of Magnificent. I'm Ian Fuchs, and with me, as always, the fantastic editor at MacTrass.com, Mr. Chris Houck. Hey, Chris. Oh, when you said fantastic, I thought we had a third guest. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm adequate. Yeah. I'm doing good. How about you, man? You're, you're, the, you're fantastic, and you're the editor. Not necessarily I am fantastically fan- adequate editor. <laughs> Not necessarily that you are a fantastic editor. Yeah. Um, things here are good. Very busy. So and, uh, now that we're finally all set up. We're all set up. Yeah, we're doing this this whole thing where we're recording it so people can listen to it in their podcast client of choice. But we're also uh, making our inaugural, well, technically third try, but inaugural live stream of the the recording process on Zcast as well. Which we is, are letting uh, them look look behind the curtain to see what a effing mess it really is, and unlike the professional product they usually hear in their podcast <laughs> client. They're like, man, it was 20 minutes of crap before this thing even started. Yeah, well, that's about normal for us, though. Yeah. It's actually more surprising to me that we still talked for 20 minutes about random crap, and Glenn wasn't even here, which is unfortunate. I know, that is surprising. So wow. that means it would have been about 45 minutes from here. <laughs> Could have been. Glenn got called away on very important business, though. I think he has to go kill a man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's killing someone or preventing someone from being murdered. But one of those two things is what's happening. I think he has to check with the union first. The union will tell him what he can do. Oh, okay. If they have unions in Utah. I'm sure they do. So, first things first, I'm enjoying a beautiful Goose Island 312. What are you drinking? I have my uh, ever popular forty. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, forty creek and ginger ale, and when that's gone, I've got a little bit of bottled water here to hydrate me when I'm done. To rehydrate after the dehydrate. Yes, yeah, so we'll probably have to pause so I can make a break. Make a break. Make a break <laughs> from the toilet. <laughs> got to take that uh, that thirty minute mandatory break. That old man break. So yeah, my wife just my wife just plugged in a Bluetooth speaker out there because it just tried to pair with my Mac. <laughs> Do you want to connect to it? No, I'm busy. Sorry. I have all sorts of fun things going on today. Oh man, all the stuff. Well, um, I know you had a very busy afternoon today. Uh, I I did. Was, tell me, uh, tell me what happened. Oh, it's that time of the quarter again where Apple reports on uh, what would uh, be the the uh, chronological, the calendar Q4 of 2015, but it's Apple's fiscal Q1 of 2016. They uh, announced the results today, and we had a drum roll, please, new record for the quarter. They brought in uh, 70 point, 70, yeah, yeah, it's easy for me to say, $75.9 billion in revenue, with an $18.4 billion in profit, which is a nice piece of change no matter how you look at it. And uh, to do that, they sold 74.8 million iPhones, 16.1 million. Yeah, no, no shit. That's a lot of iPhones. That's a lot of iPhones. 16.1 million iPads, which isn't anywhere near the iPhone numbers, but still, that's that's a lot of tablets. 
and for Max, I think they saw, yeah, 5.3 million. So, of course, they didn't answer, you know, they didn't announce any numbers for Apple Watch or Apple TV sales. You know, that's always in the other part. Right. But uh looked like they had a good quarter. I uh, I listened to their uh, conference call after their report was published and uh, stayed mostly awake. So I, I usually get pretty bored on that conference call because it's usually the same questions from the same people every freaking quarter. Now, I did uh, not listen. It, uh, was there a, the mandatory question from, was it Gene Munster about the Apple TV? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't think he did. I'm trying to remember what he asked, but I don't recall. Let me look. Uh, we'll continue to discuss it while I'm looking here, but, uh, because I feel like that's, that's been kind of a staple of the, the process is that. They open it up to questions, and he always gets his question. He's like, "So tell me, when is Apple making a, a TV set?" Because uh, you know, I the think market he's really finally wants... given up on that, though, because he hasn't mentioned it in any of his reports for a couple of quarters that I recall. Hmm. I and suppose I think the, there was actually a time where he admitted that he was giving up on it. Hmm. Well, but I think he had said that, and then the following call asked about it. At one point, oh, yeah. so I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I do think that that some of the, the emphasis of that has changed as people realize that hey, Apple doesn't have to actually make a physical television to make an impact on the TV watching experience on the living room. Um, so yeah, and especially if they do are finally able to go ahead with their uh, streaming TV package, they ever get all that worked out. I mean, any. Any television you hook the Apple TV up to becomes an Apple TV because you're going right. to do all your viewing through that, theoretically. So, I mean, what's the difference of having the TV with the interface built in and having to, you know, having to go through all the extra hardware you have to build and the screen and you know, there's more display crap you have to deal with. And, uh, and you know, if they just do HDTV, how come they didn't do 4K? If they do 4K, how come you didn't do the 8K? It's coming. So I, th I think they're better better served by just doing the little black box. Yeah. Um, this little black and, you know, box. It's just my opinion that and $8 will get you a nice cup of coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. So. I guess. <laughs> eight cups, $8 will get you a lot of cups of coffee. Well, uh, not a real great for $8 you get a real nice latte, you know, with the foam on top and I don't even know how to order those damn things. I just get black coffee to add my own cream and sugar. You know, that's just me. When you go in, just start saying any word that you think sounds French. That's in my experience. That's been the, the solution: is just go in and just start saying like "je suis latte macchiato," <coughs> and I think that means Croissant. I think that means I am a latte macchiato, um, but I'm not 100 percent <laughs> sure. <laughs> so. And in German, in Germany, that would be "Ich dein Macchiato" or something like that. Yeah. Right. No, I yeah, I I I, I know croissant, and I I know how to tell somebody to kiss my penne, but that's about it. Yeah. Um. I the only thing I know is triple grande non fat no whip mocha, and I only know that because that's what my wife gets, and I know that it's triple well, because you're it has a good husband. It has three shots of espresso. It's non fat, which means oh, I use skim milk. Um, triple grande. Oh, it's a grande size. Uh, no whip because no whip cream. That one's kind of obvious. And then mocha, triple grande, non-fat, no whip mocha. Yeah, that's all of it. So that's the, uh, <laughs> the way to order it. 
Uh, but that was a rabbit hole that we uh, didn't need to take it. That, our, uh, that we always <laughs> fall down. Yeah. Always fall down. Talking about Anybody Apple TV. Anybody has to expect it. They have to expect it. It's normal now. Um, so real quick, uh, anything else major about the financials? Or was that kind of mm. the premise of it? They didn't give Apple Watch numbers, which I'm sure everyone's very disappointed about because Apple Watch is tanking. Apple Watch is a huge success. No one knows how Apple Watch is doing. Oh, my God. End of the yeah. world. Yeah, all um, I know is I like mine a lot, and that's all I care about. That's that's kind of where I'm at. I, like, pro- I, eh. I probably won't buy a new one this year. Yeah. I don't care if they come out in March or if it comes out in November. I won't probably won't buy one. But I also said that about the iPhone 6S Plus, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but then you dropped in the toilet. For what it's worth, yeah, uh, just looking at the uh, the stock prices right now, Apple closed the day at ninety nine ninety nine because that's how Apple prices everything. That's actually kind of a sick <laughs> irony. Um, and they are after hours trading at ninety seven fifty one, so they're down about two fifty. Um, yeah, it can be expected. I feel like that's kind of what happens after every earnings call. So, like, hey, we had no our matter earnings what call. they report, right? Like, no matter what they report, it drops. We are now the richest people in the world. Not enough. We've sold yeah. a billion iPhones. Not enough. We've sold a hundred million, thousand, dozen apps, whatever. Not enough. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, they could sell a, a phone to every individual in the world. And, of course, that would trigger a free fall because, well, you don't have any audience left. Exactly. So, you know, it, you're going to be damned if you do and damned if you don't. It's... I'm pretty sure Tim Cook and, and and all of his executives, you know, cry themselves to sleep on their mattress full of money every night. So <laughs> I'm not real concerned about Apple's future. I think they'll be around at least through the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I think they might make it. So, uh, you know, I think hopefully, you know, they'll have a great holiday quarter and, and they'll squeak by for another year. <laughs> It's so sad, isn't it? How it is. I, I feel so bad about it. I don't know how they how they can go on. Wall Street and all the numbers behind it, and people just get so bent out of shape about it. And it's like it's really not as bad as you make it out to be. I don't know. These, and these analysts just like they just take a handful of darts and they throw them. And it's like, well, one of those things might be right. And it's like, but well, then if one of them's yeah. not, they're like, oh well, Apple didn't meet this expectation that I set for them. Like. Like if the Apple car doesn't come out in 2020, I hate to think what will happen with analysts because they're like Apple failed, Apple didn't deliver, and it's like, well, they never said they were making one. Yeah, Apple never announced the son of a gun. You know, I said you guys are the ones that said it. You guys are the ones that failed. You guys, yeah, I, I've I've gotten to where I don't even like reporting rumors anymore. Right. I, I mean, it used to be kind of fun, but yeah. now it's just, oh dear God, not again. Well, let's talk about one of those rumors. <laughs> Do we have to? All right, whatever. I, I only want to talk about this one because I had a thought about it earlier. And it's kind of follow-up from a previous discussion we had had about the... Uh, Is that the one? The, the headless? Although headphoneless. Headphoneless iPhone, iPhone 7. 7. Yeah, that's the one. Um, and the reports say that the... I shouldn't say headphoneless. It's headphone jackless. Um, that the iPhone 7 <laughs> will drop the... So the headphone jack is off. Yeah, the... <laughs> That's the one. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, the uh, the lack of headphone jack potentially in the iPhone 7. Um, and everybody's jack, like... Jackless. Everybody's like, oh, well, how... Their biggest issue is like, what happens to all my headphones that I own already? And everybody's like, well, you know, it's it's not really a big deal because 
you can you can you'll get a new head, a set of headphones with it. They'll sell a dongle. It's not a big deal. Everybody's like, well, I don't want a dongle. I don't want to have to buy an adapter because that's how people are. And it's like it's like the same thing, the same damn thing that happened to your cassette tapes when they release CDs. Oh, how dare they! Right? You didn't freaking use them anymore. You bought new well, ones. It's called progress. I, I look at at my headphones, and it's like when I'm at the gym, I wear either my in-ear Beats Bluetooth headphones, or I have a set of uh, Atomics over-ear Bluetooth headphones. Mm-hmm. When I'm at work, I either wear my earpods that came with my iPhone. Or a set of cheap Bluetooth headphones I got on Amazon, so I don't right. need. I've got, uh, I've got my Bluetooth headphones I use for workout. Which yes, people, I'm actually working out. It's New Year, um, and so you know, otherwise the wire just gets in the way. Um, and I've got a nice pair of uh, I can't think of what they are, but they're nice head, uh, in-ear headphones I use like right now for this and and for listening when I'm uh, uh, not doing anything active. I just I, I I don't see where it's a big deal. I, I I'm not for sure Apple's actually going to do it. I guess if they want to make it any the the iPhone seven any thinner, they're going to have to. But if they do, you know, again, the world's not going to end. Yeah. Um. But but my big thing that I I've heard multiple times now as a reason that they shouldn't do it is everybody's worried about what happens if the new headphones are lightning based and you want to plug your phone into charge and listen to music at the same time. Because that seems like the biggest, most logical thing to be concerned about. Then yeah. I had then I had this great thought today. How does your Apple Watch charge? Wirelessly oh, yeah. on a little thing, Wireless. right? On your little magnetic thingy. What if the iPhone 7 magnetically charges? Dun, dun, dun. And then you could still plug in your lightning headphones. Bam! Or you could, even if they still had the, the lightning charging option, you could get a thing to allow you to wirelessly charge it or use your Apple Watch charger. Maybe it's not as fast or something, but that you could still do it. Man. Look at the that, way you think. Look, check am, out the brain on Ian. Jesus Christ. Just crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. My so mind was, is blown. That was a thought I had. And I was like, that would work because then you could do that. You could still get a little dongle thing. Uh, I assume they'd have a dongle that has like. Um, kind of like the HDMI kit for the iPad where it's lightning mm-hmm. and then it splits and gives you an HDMI and an additional lightning port. They could yeah. have a thing that goes in lightning and comes out and it gives you a 3.5 millimeter and a uh, lightning plug. So you could still plug in regular headphones. It might even give you two lightning ports and a 3.5 millimeter. So you could do all of it. It could, it could adapt for the old ones and it could also let you plug in headphones and plug in power at the same time. Wouldn't that be nuts? But if they did that, what would people bitch about? Oh, everything. That particular day. That that particular day. They would find something to do, bitch about the next day. But that particular day, they would be bitchless. Uh, like I said, one of the things I think that people would bitch about is just the fact that now instead of Apple not providing you with a way to listen and charge at the same time, they would instead bitch about the fact that it costs $30 or $35 to buy this adapter just to allow you to plug in your stuff at the same time. And that would be the problem. Because, like you said, it, it's just a vicious cycle. No matter what you do, you can't please Apple or can't please people who buy the Apple stuff, no matter how good it is. So, the, Apple, I'm hoping on their new headquarters, they just sign, hang a sign out front that says, Apple headquarters, damned if we do, damned if we don't. Yep, pretty much. I think that just says it all. 
One of the things that were mentioned during the call is Apple now has one billion, one billion, put your, your best Dr. Evil little finger to mouth one move. Billion. Active devices. Oh, my worldwide. God. That is iPhones, iPads, Macs, iPod Touches, Apple TVs, Apple Watches. I think that's all. I think I covered everything. That's... So one billion devices are all running around. That's crazy. That's, I assume that's worldwide, right? Not just U.S.-based. Yeah, that's, that's worldwide. That's, it's all over the place. That's nuts. So imagine if half of those people decided to complain about the fact that their headphone dongle costs $35. <laughs> <laughs> they said as they bought more things in Candy Crush. But the other people bought those. The other people bought the other. You know, let's say half a billion of them said, "Okay, screw it. We're not going to buy it. We're going to bitch about it." But the other half billion buys it. You got what seventeen and a half billion dollars they bring in. Thirty-five dollars a pop. That's that's pretty good. You know, half billion people. That, isn't that right? Uh, Half billion people be seven thirty five dollars be seventeen point five billion, right? I don't know. That's math. Because one billion people buying thirty five dollars worth would be thirty five billion. So, so half of the people buying, yeah, that sounds right. I, I don't I don't do the division real well. That's, that's uh, not my speed. You know, that's not my forte. Ah, another French word. That's another French word I know. Forte. Yeah. Get the uh, double forte latte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Did we, Man. we haven't done a, have, have we done a podcast since the first of the year? Uh, we did one. We did one did we, uh, a couple weeks ago. Did we talk about how much money Apple brought in in the app store over the holiday season? No, I don't believe we did. Do you know how much it is? Because I don't off the top of my head. I, I just happened to have it right here in front of me. Somehow I wound up in another rabbit hole and got to here. It was the biggest ever. The 2015 holiday season was the biggest ever for the app store. Customers spent a record-breaking, are you ready, $1.1 billion on apps and in-app purchases over a two-week holiday period. So this is the New week. Year's Day. That's for like basically, so it's ending January 3rd. So what are we looking at just before Christmas to just after? Yep. Yeah, so you're so talking like the Friday New before Year's... to the, or Sunday before to Friday or Saturday or Sunday or somewhere in there, wherever that is. Yeah. Holy crap. So some lucky bastards got their Apple stuff early, or at least got some iTunes gift cards early. So those lucky bastards. Was this exclusively App Store, or was this iTunes purchases? This says App Store. So okay. Because I was thinking, like, so. movies, because we bought probably three or four movies the week leading up to Christmas. Because each evening it was like, well, let's, let's sit down and we'll all watch a movie, because we, you know, we were with my wife's family. So we wanted to watch something. It's like, well, what do you want to watch? We'll watch uh, The Grinch. Well, we'll go on iTunes. We'll just pick it up. So if it included that stuff, it would definitely make sense. That includes, if that's just apps, that is insane. They're just saying, I, I just checked the the uh, the article I posted about that, and I'm seeing $1.1 in app purchases. That's just apps and in-app purchases. Wow. New Year's Day was the best day in history the app store with those guys, all those wonderful guys with the, all the iPhone stuff and the iPad stuff there. They spent $144 million in one day. And that broke the previous one day record, which had been set on Christmas day, seven days earlier. 
Wow. So they had a good holiday season. Again, I don't think Apple's going to close their doors anytime soon. Oh, man, but it would be rough if they did. Or would all those people get their apps? Google Play? <laughs> sideload them. They'd sideload them all. Sideload them. They'd probably pay they'd to sideload them. Use, before they, uh, all learn they, how to use Xcode and they'd sideload them. Yeah, I actually watched a thing on, on that today from... Jeff Benjamin over at iDownload blog talking about sideloading Cody onto his Apple TV. That's a weird process, man. I can't imagine yeah, doing that frequently. Wild. I, I, I did that with something when, it, when I first got it. I believe that was and, your Mario uh, thing. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, there you go. It's not something I do all the time. Yeah, it sounds like a process. Uh, so for as uh, much as you love talking about rumors... Uh, hmm. Let's talk about some more rumors. <laughs> well, sure. Um, what do you got in mind? Uh, well, there's there's an Apple Watch thing and an iPhone thing. Which one do you want to talk about first? Oh, let's go alphabetically. Apple Watch. All right. Well, both of them are Apple. Technically, iPhone comes before watch, but yeah, okay. Um, no, because it's the iPhone and, and the, Apple the Apple logo watch. watch. It's well, so, but is it logo? So does. <laughs> A logo come before I don't know. in the It's like emojis. Where did they come alphabetically? Um, and who thought of those anyway? I don't know. Crazy bastard. Unicode. Anyway. Um, 9 to 5 Max. Let's put it this way. Apple Watch is first on the list here. There so we go. Gonna... Perfect. Uh, 9 to 5 Max, Mr. Mark Gurman, who uh, seems to shoot and rarely miss. Uh, he's a bit like, uh, was that Steph Curry? Um, yeah, something like that. Uh, basically, reported that in mid March we will see, uh, or we'll, well, Apple will have an announcement that will include some new Apple Watch stuff. Um, part of the Apple Watch discussion uh, that he's saying that we're going to see is a a collection of new new bands, much like what they did in the fall, where they introduced kind of those light pastel colors. Um, I don't know what colors they could possibly add. Although, as soon as I say that, I'm like. Oh man, but what if they had like a yellow or Do they have one that's fuchsia? Red? Uh I don't know, probably not. So I really yeah. like I really like fuchsia. And and cyan. I'm a big fan of cyan. But I think that's sky blue. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Um but yeah, just a collection now, when of new. When uh, he says new bands, are we talking just new style bands? Or, you know, there's been talk that instead of an actual Apple Watch update, I mean this is back last fall or late summer. There was discussion that they might not actually bring a new Apple Watch out. They might bring a new band out that had new capabilities built within it. Now that, that would use that little port that's on the, on the Apple Watch that nobody uses. That I don't know. Um, I do know that some of the reports are saying that there are going to be new styles of bands, which would mean not the yeah. link bracelet, not the Milanese loop, not the leather loop, not the classic or modern buckles, um, and not the sport band. But I don't know what other kind of watch band you could have unless it somehow is a uh, blood glucose blood glucose meter band or a battery band or yeah I, I, I don't know I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with battery usage. It does fine for me. maybe I don't use it near as much as everybody else except I'm always I mean I use it for. All my notifications, um, 
I'm always checking it on different things on the app. So I don't know how much more somebody could use it. But I would, I would, I mean, a battery band would be cool. Uh, I, I think something that would do more like with, uh, if they could figure out a way to do the blood pressure and glucose. Oh, yeah. And that would be so cool. I mean, especially for me, I have high blood pressure, which so I probably shouldn't be drinking whiskey right now. But if I have a stroke, just carry on without me. Um, it would be really cool to be able to just, you know, tap the face, go to a glance and see my current blood pressure. I mean, right. that would be awesome. You know what else would be nutty is if they had a uh, a band with a camera built into it. I don't think it would happen, but that would be something, you know, where they talk about a new band with features or functionality. People seem mm-hmm. to want a camera in their watch. I don't know why. I don't understand. I don't think it's something I, I would use. But Yeah, I mean, even for FaceTime or something, you got to hold your damn wrist up to do it. Right. I, so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, people always want, want, want. I could but, see a, uh, a cloth, like a nylon band, maybe. Because a lot of athletes like the ones that are kind of nylon-y because they can really cinch them up tight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or something like that, maybe. I don't know. Um, but then there's also this discussion of of partnerships similar to what they did with Hermes. So you could have a diamond-encrusted band or a platinum band or something that are exclusive to a Rolex Apple Watch or something. Um, right. I mean, uh, luxury watches, <clears throat> excuse me, luxury watches are, are falling in sales ever since the Apple watch came out. Um, uh, I'm sure somebody, not so like Rolex, but, uh, I'm at a blank on other fancy watch brands. Uh, Omega, but, Tag Hauer. There you go. There um, you go. I mean, might they want to try to replace some of those sales by having, uh, you know, the, the type of bands they've had on their high-level watches, right. on their high-grade watches, and having the face like uh, right. like they've done, um, you know, have the Tag Heuer face. Or, I mean, that would be really cool. I can't help but notice um, there's not a uh, a Swatch face or a um, Timex face, which really lets me down that I can't get my $30 watch face. <laughs> <laughs> on my Apple Watch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I want one that looks like a 1982 Casio LCD watch. That's all I want. That's all I want. It's <laughs> super old school. You know, if you do the... Yeah, um, what What is the face called here? The one that's uh, like modular, but not quite modular. Or like the photo album one. If you just do like the photo album face, you could probably get a, a background for it. That looks kind of like actually, a Casio I, I have, watch. I have actually seen those, yeah. That's funny. But then I would have to give up my space law. Yeah, I just, so I'm I, not sure about that. I like ha- I use the uh, the modular face, and I really like it just because I get a lot of information every time I look at my watch. Like I can see the date, I can see the temperature, I can see my activity, I can see my battery percentage, and I can see my calendar stuff. So it's all exactly you're right. There. You're preaching to the choir. That's that's the one I use all the time. Okay. I love it. I've got everything I need right there. I mean, I go and I play with different watch faces, and I'll switch off from time to time. And, but uh, I always come back to the modular. The only thing I wish I could do is swap the clock in the center section. So that center section where like right now I have activity in there, and it says calories, minutes, and hours of stand. If I mm-hmm. could put that up in the top corner and have the clock be the biggest thing on the screen, that would be ideal. 
But other than that, Modular Face to me is perfect. Yeah, I do kind of wish they would uh, allow you to do the modular type thing on like your photo watch faces. It yes. give you more flexibility. So but I can still so get that information. They don't want any... Yeah. But they're so controlling, they don't want to allow you to do that and possibly create an ugly watch face. I, I'm not sure if it's the the ugly watch face as much as it is people trying to knock off fancier watches. Because you could put a background on it that says Rolex or something and then try That's to true. emulate that. Um, just like I would love to have one where I can put the hands of an actual watch, you know, the old analog style watch, but set a background behind it. To me, that would be fantastic. But again, I could emulate something and and maybe get in trouble. And and Roz in the chat says a game watch face would be cool. So you could play like Pong on your watch face. Every time you wake your, your watch up, you, you get one shot of Pong to bounce across or something like that. That would or, be fun. Yeah, or like the old uh, Nintendo watch and games devices. <laughs> which we talked about last week, last time we were yeah, on which here. You, yeah, I mean, it just made me think of that. Um, but yeah, I, as far as... Uh, that's actually going to lead into my something of the week later on. It'll be something to do with the Apple Watch, and it will almost be a watch face. All right. So stay tuned, kids. Yeah, all the way to the end. Um, any yeah. other Apple Watch related rumors you wanna you wanna throw in there? Uh, speculation right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've got listed here new new OS, which we know Watch OS two point two is going to be there. Yep. It looks really great. I'm I'm on the second beta of it. It's actually pretty peppy. Are you running it at all? Have you run? You know, 2. after 2? after my experience with the betas in the summer, from Watch OS one to Watch OS two, <laughs> I have been very very hesitant. On any update for the watch, even the the released updates, I always wait a day or two, and I'm like, "Is anybody having major battery problems? Are things crashing? Did anything go wrong? Because if it did, then I'll hold off." So I'm just so now that you can't revert back an OS, that just scares me so much. Yeah. So yeah, I waited for a day or two until I you know heard that everything was cool and and uh, I went ahead and put it on there, and I really like. The, the maps glances with the shortcuts. That's great. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it, it actually seems a little peppier than it did with two with 2.0. So we'll see. But uh, so far, I haven't had any big problems with it. Okay. I'm actually digging it. Um, you know, and, and I don't think there is going to be a hardware update, not until November at the earliest, maybe. Just the reports and the rumors we are getting indicate that production won't begin on it until the second quarter. So they're going to want to get a back, you know, a, a nice stock in the warehouses before they introduce it. So it'll probably be September before they show it off. Right. That's just my thoughts on it, which again, get your $8 and go get a cup of coffee. All right. All I know is I think on the, on the, on the next iteration, I'm going stainless steel. I've decided that. Are you really? I think so. I, uh, as much as I like the affordability of the sport one, whenever I see the stainless one, I'm like, that looks like a real watch. Mine's like to move it from like fitness, like really fancy fitness tracker to watch. That makes a difference. And originally I didn't care. And I still really don't care. And I use a sport band on mine almost all the time anyway. So it doesn't make a big difference. But as I look to the future, I'm like, eventually I think I'm going to go with the stainless. Yeah. So we'll see. I say that now. 
check back with me in the fall and see if I've uh, stuck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other uh, big rumored thing for this March alleged event that isn't official, but they're saying is, (laughs) um, is the updated smaller iPhone, which I have the biggest problem with the alleged name of it. I don't know how you feel about this. But allegedly, it's going to be called the iPhone 5SE. Right. I I don't know. I can't see him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I have reported on it, I've always done 5SE slash 6E. 6E? 6E. It's 6E, man. Isn't it 6SE? 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 I think it's six. That's the one. Suffering succotash. But I, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm still at the point where I don't even know if they'll actually make a phone. But I mean, in more and more indicators are pointing that direction. Yeah. The, I uh, can't see them holding holding on to the five model. It just seems like I don't know. I feel like if if they're going to make it. Rounded like the 6 and the 6S and the pluses, it has to be a 6 because the 5 was a certain shape. Granted, the 5C was kind of not that shape, but it was still almost that shape. Yeah, Uh still retained the general layout, you know, the general design. Right. Yeah, that's kind of the way I am. It seems like, and especially since they're saying it's going to have Touch ID, it's going to have Apple Pay. I mean, there's even been reports that it might have Touch, you know, uh, 3D Touch. 3D Touch. Um, that it's going to, you know, have just as good a processor or just one step behind. I think they would want to keep it, or you know, keep keep that idea that you're getting a six, but you're getting it a lot cheaper. Yeah, for me, I'm thinking. It's going to be the size of the 5. It's going to be the internal processor of the 6 with the camera of the 6, the features of the 6. So you get Apple Pay. You get Touch ID. Uh, I don't think 3D Touch makes sense yeah. um, because that's really for the, the newest one. And to me, this doesn't seem like it's in that lineup. I think this would be a a 6C or a 6SE. And then next year with the seven, maybe we see across the board, all three sizes get updated. And then Apple really has all their yeah. bases covered. They have a four inch, they have a 4.7 and they have a 5.5. So you have the little small phone that's good for people with small hands who want something that's easily pocketable, who just don't like the big form factor. You have the, right, the but six. They're going to get the performance of the right, big daddy. Right. And you have or the six that's kind it. of like in the middle and then the plus for us fools who just want a giant screen. And huge battery life. You still have to have the latest thing. Yep. Big hands, big phone. That's right. Or you just like the battery life of it, which for me, that was the big thing. I just like the extra battery life and the camera improvements Yeah, I dig that. Yeah, the camera is a hell of a nice bump up. I love that. Plus Um, the battery life. That's great. So any other rumors for the spring that you know of that you've heard real big rumblings about? No, everything. I mean, there's talk of there'll be new. I'm, and, and I think this is probably true. There'll be new MacBook Pros. 
probably second quarter, late second quarter. I don't I don't know if they'll introduce those at any March event they might have, but um, the timing sounds about right. It's been a while. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see. Time, go ahead. Go. I was just going to say I think the last time they updated the MacBook Pros was early last year. I think I have the latest uh, yeah. model MacBook Pro, and it's early 2015. Yeah, because they updated them right cause... after I got mine. <laughs> there you go, then. So, yeah. That's good. always how it freaking happens. Which I, I I fully expect them to to roll out new ones right there just before Christmas, since I bought one just yeah. before Christmas. But they must not have saw my uh, warranty paperwork come in or something. There you go. I'm very interested to see what happens with that, too, to see if if things move in the way of the MacBook Air, if they move in the way of the MacBook One, if the retinas stay in their own kind of thing, and yeah, but we've we've discussed that before. That's oh, that, just now, weird. Okay, now that you you've mentioned Air, that popped something else in my head. Uh, there's a possibility of an iPad Air three being shown in oh, March at yes. the event. I do recall hearing Forget about that. that, and which sounds reasonable enough to me that I actually came close to buying an iPad Air two two weeks ago. And held and off I decided because of it. <laughs> I will hold off. Yeah, I'll hold off till March. I could make make do with my iPad Air one until then to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I came close to. I, what really saved me was we went to T-Mobile to get uh, Julia a new uh, iPhone 6s Plus, and Ooh. I was playing with the Air two. And I said, "Do you have any of these in stock?" Nope. We can order them. Nah, I don't want to wait. That's all right. I'll get I'll get one somewhere else. That's and then hold off. <laughs> yeah, right later that week they somebody came out and said that's when the iPad Air 3 rumors started. So I was like, okay, whew, thank God. Um, so, which is supposed to be indications are it might have four speakers like the Pro does. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't think it'll use the pencil and probably won't have 3D touch. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in March. I mean, that's, that's another one of those things where you, you, you just hide and wait and see. I'll tell you what, as much as I don't use 3D Touch on my phone, every time I use my iPad, I expect 3D Touch to work. <laughs> yeah. And then it doesn't. And then I'm like, what the hell? Like, the biggest thing I think I use 3D Touch for on my phone is when I'm typing and I get a big mass of text and you force touch and move around. Mm-hmm. Have you done that where you, like, move the cursor on, like, a trackpad? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I know that I can do it on the iPad with the two fingers around it on the trackpad. But I want uh-huh. to force press when I do that, and it doesn't do it, uh-huh. and then I get frustrated. So I, yeah. for me, I would rather see that than the pencil support. Uh, but I think both pencil support and the 3D Touch make sense on the Air. I don't know. I would I would at least like to see the 3D Touch because especially now with, with uh, iOS 9.3, I really like the additional 3D Touch things. The one I use most is the, the new 3D Touch uh, Quick Actions on the Settings app. Yes. The ba- the the Battery. Bluetooth is what I use. Oh, I oh. use Bluetooth over and over. Really? Oh, I guess was if you're j- jump to jump right to it to go and you pick different um, speakers or headphones or whatever as you're bouncing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's, so I, I really like that. Uh, I mean, the battery's good too. Uh, I'll pop in there once in a while. I very seldom use the Wi-Fi because I'm home most of the time. Yeah. So I'm always on there or any place I visit, I already have it set for. Yeah. But uh, 
But yeah, it's so if they could do the 3D touch and they get that to you know reliably get some quality displays, you know, uh, for the 3D touch for the larger screen for the uh, iPad Air uh, 3, I'd go with that. I'd love to see that. But uh, I mean, otherwise, uh, another thing I always do on my old iPad is uh, I always try to use Touch ID to log in. Oh. Every freaking time. See, I, I, since I have the Air 2. Since, the 5S. since I have the Air 2, yeah, I, it, I have it. It has it, right? Yeah. It has it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that'll be nice to be able to actually do it instead of holding my thumb on there and going, oh, okay. The, uh, so it'd be nice to have, see something happen when I do it. The weird thing for me is that as much as we all kind of complained about the, the 6S and 6S Plus Touch ID being too fast, mm-hmm. I find that whenever I unlock my iPad... I do touch ID and move my thumb away too fast now because I'm so used to my phone just being like instant when I touch it in the yeah. iPad. Like it needs that extra second to unlock. And I'm always like, why didn't you unlock? What are you doing? <laughs> and I do it again. and It doesn't go. And I'm like, oh yeah, I got to hold my thumb here for a second. So I hold it there for the second or two. And then it's like, oh, here you go. Here's your stuff. <laughs> Damn you, Apple. Can't you make your changes retroactive? Yeah. So, um, I think that's it for rumors. Okie dokie. Um, a couple things that Apple released last week to close, well, not to close out, but basically right on the heels of NAM, which is the National Association of Music Makers or something. Um, I don't actually it's think not that's... It's not NAM, it's NAM. Not, not NAM, like not, Vietnam. Not, not Vietnam? No. NAM, N-A-M-M. Uh, National Association of Music Merchants. Uh, there you go. So they are the the people that kind of the the overseeing organization that helps people who sell musical gear get it to the hands of consumers. And uh, so while Apple didn't have a presence at NAM, uh, they released a huge update for GarageBand and a new app right at the end of it kind of in traditional Apple fashion where they take the spotlight from one event and just slightly shift it to themselves, <laughs> uh, which I thought was fantastic. Have you tried either of these since they, they came out? You know, I have I have not. I uh, About all I use GarageBand for is this. Okay. <laughs> and I'll play a little. I'll play around a little. I'm not musically inclined at all. Played two years of cello at grade school, and that was enough for me. Um, so, you know, I, I dig seeing what other people do with it. It's really, it's really great. And I know it has a lot of great capabilities, but you're going to have to carry the ball on this one, young man. Oh, that's fine. Um, updates to GarageBand, uh, for iOS specifically, uh, whether it's iPhone, iPad Pro, iPad, iPad mini, whatever, um, have a lot of really kind of crazy new features in them. Um, they have a, a drummer feature, which gives the... Uh, ability to basically have a kind of live drummer who will follow along with what you played. So you play whatever it is and um, it using its brilliance uh, creates a drum track that as you build, it builds. And as you kind of pull back, it pulls back with you, um, which, which is a huge thing. And it's a feature that's been in logic for a while, uh, but they've now added it to, to garage band, which obviously makes Apple's own little product even that much better. Um, devices with 3D touch, which right now are just the, 
6S and 6S Plus get the uh, aftertouch. So if you're playing a keyboard, as you lift your hand, it kind of follows your your slow lift. So it's like letting off the keys of a keyboard, which is super cool. Um, and then they added this feature called Live Loops, um, which basically lets you build a song uh, using a bunch of little built-in loops, 1,300 some odd loops total. Oh, I did see that. I'm back. I did see that. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Like 1,300 loops that you can basically say, I want this to be the start of my song, and then I want this to be kind of the next part of my song. And you can introduce instruments or introduce um, new drum beats or whatever and add and remove and effect and stuff like that uh, to the point where uh, in episode... 119 of Let's Talk iOS, the iDownload blog podcast. Jeff, mm-hmm. live on the podcast, made a song using live loops in like three minutes. Like wow. a, a full song, like to the point where there was there was like song or like scratches with some of the tracks and things came and went and loops changed and reversed and got affected. And it was it's pretty nuts. Wow. So even even for somebody who's absolutely not musically inclined, this live loops feature is incredible. Well, see now you're going to make me want to try to use it, it now. I, you know, it, it's actually really yeah, sad yeah. because I I tried it on my phone briefly, but the phone isn't the best experience for it just because it's a smaller screen, even with the six plus yeah. or S plus. Um, but just the idea that you can drop stuff in, it's. GarageBand on the iPhone and iPad is now better, far better than GarageBand on the Mac. It's wow, that's a bold statement. It's a weird world now. Um, and then you have uh, T Pain, basically saying how he uses it, how cool he thinks it is, how impressive it is. Which I guess for me, it's it's kind of neat just because you have a celebrity endorsement and it's something that Apple really hasn't done at least not much of in the past uh, to that extent where they're like, Oh, here's somebody who uses this tool and does something. Um, granted T-Pain to me is really not like a focal character in the music industry, but well, I am 56 years old, so I have no idea who the hell T-Pain is. Um, he raps about T-Pain something. is something I get in my back when I work out too much. <laughs> T-Pain, yes. It's uh, a pain, the pain is in my back. Now, you, you, you mentioned talking about, uh, you are talking about, um, how, <laughs> we're talking about GarageBand. I'm 56 years old again, by the way. Um, <laughs> how GarageBand <laughs> on iOS has basically surpassed the Mac version of it. Yeah. Or it's it's more useful like that. I think. Do you it's think that's going to continue as a whole? You know, you're going to see more more iOS versions of apps like that actually more capable of uh, than the Mac counterparts. I would like to hope that we never get to a point where like all apps are better on iOS than they are on Mac, or even a majority. I would like to mm-hmm. see the Mac get the same love that the iOS GarageBand got because a lot of those yeah. features are super cool. But if you could throw them on a Mac with an, out, an external audio interface that gives you 32 actual physical channels or, you know, I mean, yes, my iRig can connect to my Mac 
and it can connect to my iPad. But it's not the same. So I don't know. I I would like to see a point where things get equal love. Mm-hmm. At least for most things. I still think there are some things that the the um the Mac is better at. I mean for me, I learned how to do video editing on a Mac. Right. And I learned how to do after effects there's that's an app that you can't do on an ipad like you can't make motion graphics the same way on a mac that you can on an ipad or on an ipad the same way you can on a mac like those two things just don't cross over and i don't think we'll get to a point i don't think the technology is to a point where the ipad can can do what a mac can but i also don't think it's unreasonable to think that at some point we could get there so, right. I think you're going to see, I mean, think of the the next generation of, of iPad users and computer users. They're kids of my generation. They're growing up with smartphones and iPads. So eventually the technology is going to follow, I assume. Yeah. They, they won't even, it's, it's like, you know, they don't understand uh VCR. Um, or even a DVD now. Um, so, you know, it's just, they're not going to even want to use even a laptop, much less a desktop computer. Everything will be through their mobile devices. So it's, it's good. It's, I'm glad I'm around to see it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch and see how things go forward. Yeah. Um, the other app that Apple released is music memos which to me is the app that I think I liked I was I was more excited about music memos um when I heard the announcement now the garage band stuff is freaking amazing but music memos is like the simplest of app ideas but then it has all these things that Apple was like you don't realize how cool these features are until we put them in this app. And then they put them there and I was like, that's so smart. The idea of it is, so you play guitar, you sing, you play bass, you play piano, whatever it is. And you get this little bit of a jingle in your head and, uh, you can just sit down and play that little riff or sing that little line of your song or whatever it is. And before you lose it forever. Right. So the idea is that you're saving it, which a lot of people do already with the voice memos app or, um, you know, there's other apps out there that they'll go out and they'll download just to record a little snippet of a song. It's like, I just want to hold on to this for later. Well, then Mm -hmm. music memos takes it to the next step and they figure out the chords you used. So maybe you played something on a guitar, but really you want to take it and you want to transpose it and make it pretty on a piano. Well, now it's going to give you those chords to do it or maybe you sing something and you're like well i want to sing this but i don't know how to now play this on an instrument it's going to tell you it's this chord and this chord and this chord and if it gets it wrong you can adjust it a little bit you know if you need to um but then it also has much like GarageBand, it has this drummer feature where it'll build the drum track to go along with it and it'll build the bass track to go along with it which to me is super freaking cool and then once you yeah, have like a little, awesome. once you have like a little scratch track, you can send it over to GarageBand, and now you can tweak the drums, you can tweak the guitar, you can add effects and processing and loop it or whatever you need to do. It's 
insane. Yeah, what I've seen of it looks really cool. It looks like something even I would play with. So, you know, I don't know. Have you used it much? Um, I played with it over the weekend a couple times. And uh, I just sat down with my guitar. I took stuff that I, I knew um, because I'm not very creative or wasn't feeling creative this weekend with guitar playing. But I took, like, the chorus of a song that I knew or kind of the intro of a song that I knew. And I played those into music memos and then I threw the drums and the bass on top of it and tweaked the the sound, did a little bit of trimming here and there and played it back. And other than me being off tempo a couple of different times, it actually sounded pretty good. I mean, it sounded, it sounded legit. The drum samples sound good. It does follow. So if you, if you're off a portion of a beat, the drums will kind of make up for it and like follow. So you don't have like a drum beat that misaligns with the guitar strumming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does a pretty good job. And like I said, the chord identification was really good. I mean, I'm no expert, but all the chords sounded like they fit with what I was playing. So I liked it. Cool. So any, uh, Final thoughts on GarageBand and Music Memos? I don't want to get too deep in it. Music Memos no. is free. I mean, that's yeah. that's an extra extra cool plus. And GarageBand, if you've bought an iOS device in like the last two and a half, three years, GarageBand comes free with that also. Yeah, it's basically free. So, so. I'd be interested to see how many people, the numbers for people have actually had to pay for it. You know, I bought GarageBand very, very low. I bought GarageBand, but it was years ago, uh, before they were giving that was away. On the Mac, though, wasn't it? No, no, on the was uh, it on the Mac or the iOS. On, the, on, on iOS, I I think it was iPad two or three, one of those, where they they released it. I bought I bought the device. I bought GarageBand, and then like six months later, with an iOS update, they were like, "And now GarageBand is free to all of our customers who buy a new device." I was like, awesome, not really. <laughs> and then found out, had I just restored my device? Pro tip for anybody who's wondering, if you just do a fresh restore of your device, it'll actually prompt you during the setup process or when you first open the app store. If you want to install all of the Apple free apps, GarageBand's on there as a free app. So even if you didn't buy a new device and it doesn't show up as free, that uh, that's the thing that happens. Right. Um, so rolling forward, uh, real quick, I want to talk to you about the, uh, I'm going to call it impending, but it's really not impending. It's at least a couple months away before WWDC and then another six months after that before we'll actually see it. Do you think that we will see an iOS 10 this summer? Or will it be iOS X? Will it be iOS X? Will it be iOS 9.5? There's some speculation that they might be switching since they did some some big updates with 9.3 that they might be switching to point releases as kind of their big... So you, would, you wouldn't see an entire entire single release? It would right. just be a, a, they half, could, a .5? They could buy a year, basically, with it by doing a 9.5. I think we saw that with iOS 4. They introduced iOS 4, and then 4.3 was a big one. 
Now, what gets me about that is that they went from 4, and 4.3 became the one that introduced new features. Now we're at 9.3 yeah. introducing a new feature, which to me means there's a big change coming. Uh, I'm actually more curious if it'll stay as iOS. Mostly because if you look at their entire lineup, you have Mac OS, well, you have OS X, I guess. That one's still a, mm -hmm. a lone floater out there. But it's its own. It's totally its own thing. You have tvOS, you have watchOS, and you have iOS. But you're really taking iOS and you're splitting it two ways. One for the phone and one for the iPad, which are basically the same but a little bit different. And I'm wondering if we're actually going to see phone OS and pad OS come out of WWDC. And then they could drop the numbering convention, roll it back down to one, and build from there. Hmm. Think there's any possibility in that? Hmm. Or maybe it's I'm good. I I I'm I'm just with my gut I say no. But I can see the logic behind your question. The the biggest reason I think that is now that the iPad is kind of its own I would think I say it's it's its own thing. It you know, it has its own kind of collection of apps that are iPad centric. It's a different form factor. It's a different use factor. Just like the TV is different from the watch, is different from the phone. Right. Why? Why do three or why do why do two of those devices get their own thing and the other two have to share a thing? Why couldn't they split? And then then the iPad OS could be its own kind of refined version that's more multitasking oriented and design more for productivity, whereas the iPhone maybe is more, I don't know. To me, it just I seems like they, they might split them. I don't know if, if that's not the case. Um, do you think with iOS 10, they will go iOS 10 or do you think they will go iOS X or iOS California and they go with a naming system because I could see that too, you know. Pick some arbitrary thing: iOS Flamingo, iOS Pigeon, <laughs> iOS Damn Crows, Get Out of My Yard. I don't know. IOS All mouth. these things could possibly happen. I'm, I don't know. That, that's an interest. I haven't even really thought about it. <coughs> Excuse me. It was um, just something I I saw something online the other day that somebody was like, "What if iOS?" completely changes its naming structure and that started getting me thinking about this what if they split it or what if they change and they drop the numbering because it's especially confusing when the iphone 6s runs ios 9.3 and it's like there's too many numbers in there so what if it's <laughs> the iphone 7 now runs uh ios cirque du soleil as Roz in the chat says <laughs> i don't that might be a little acrobatic. specific. That's a very specific iOS build. Uh, you can tell he's thought about it quite a bit, and he may need to get out more. Just a small suggestion. That's all right. I don't know. I, I, I think there's a bigger chance of just seeing an iOS 9.5 at WWDC instead of a 10 than there is in just splitting them up between a phone OS and a pad OS or... Um, because then you still have even 
as near death as it is, you still have the iPod touch slamming in there too. But that, to me, that, that runs, that's the iPhone software. Because it can't do anything the iPhone can't, and the only thing that the iPhone can do that it can't is phone calls, really. That's true. I mean, because I think even the newest iPhone or iPods have a motion coprocessor, don't they? For fitness stuff? I don't know. If, I, I, I can't even think of what, which chip they run. When the coprocessors come in, the A7? Because I remember there was a an update not too long ago. We'll we'll let we'll ask the Google machine. It'll know. So what yeah. I get for not having fiber in my house? Internet's not fast enough. Um, I have fiber in my house, but it's in the cereal drawer. <laughs> oh, you clever! They have an A8 with an M8 coprocessor. Yeah, so they have the coprocessor. Okay. Oh, so they're literally good. they're running. Good for them iPhone good for them. They have the iPhone software on them. So to me it it wouldn't be offensive if the okay, yeah, yes, they point. ran phone OS and that phone OS. Or or maybe th- this is their chance to drop the iPod touch. I mean, come on. It's about that time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. know, like I said, I I I don't know, I think I see iOS ten coming. That's and you think they'd call it 10? You don't think they'd go with some silly naming system? Well, you know, maybe like iOS... Mulva. Pontiac. Mulva. <laughs> iOS yes, Pontiac. that would be my first they choice. Could, they could name it after lakes in Minnesota. There's 10,000 yeah, of them. Or a, or, a, or a dead GM car line. <laughs> or a dead GM car line. Yeah, or just cars in general. Yeah. iOS Corvette. Saturn. iOS Viper. Yes. iOS Fiesta. Corvette. <laughs> iOS Corvair. Or, no, that's Corvair. probably not a good idea. Um, iOS Pinto. Yeah, nah, I don't know. You got if you tap it too hard on the back end, it just blows up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, now that you've put that in my mind, I probably won't sleep tonight. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're going to be Laying thinking about these things. Thinking about it. Thinking about that. And well, let me at... let me tell you about something that might distract you from that. That's uh, my something of the week. And it's actually two things. All right. Uh, you see what I did there? I see that. Twofer. I, I noticed that. Twofer. Uh, Twofer. Both of these are apps from a company called Donut Publishing. I believe it's Donut Publishing. Rob, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Um, one of them is called Wheel of Fort because apparently they and forgot. You did, you did spell you that any, correctly? That, that is Wheel of Fort, uh, not Wheel of okay. Fortune because trademarks and stuff. Wheel of Fort. The other one is Swipes. Um but they're both like those silly little kind of addicting games where it's like, oh, this is just kind of mindless. Um, very reminiscent of like a Flappy Bird where it gets a little bit harder as you go. The game gets a little bit faster as you go. And it's not meant to be like a game you spend an hour playing. It's meant to be a game that you spend like 15 minutes playing or five minutes playing or uh, I'm just waiting in line to get my $8 cup of coffee and I need something to do. Or you're sitting on the crapper and just need to waste a couple minutes because Twitter's gotten boring or whatever it is. Um, but Wheel of Fort is you basically have a, a wheel with uh, I think it's eight colors on it, and as you spin the wheel, um, the color at the top changes. Little colored balls drop from above. You have to match the colors 
without having the balls hit the wrong color. Each time they hit the wrong color, part of the the color wheel chips away. Balls make it to the middle, you lose. Simple enough. This could get messy. It's super messy. Um, I'm actually looking for this, and I can't find it. Oh, I'll send you the link for it. Link is it from Don't? Do you say Donut Publishing? I think it's Donut Publishing. Donut something. It's got these color bars here. Swipe the blocks. Yeah, that might not be it. Wheel of Fort. Yeah, cause, yeah. Cause they make Wheel of Fort also. Oh, Wheel of Fort. Okay. Yep. So yeah, I finally found it. Swipes it, and you just put Wheel of Fort in it. Once you just wants to tell you all about the Wheel of Fortune games. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Wheel of Fort. So we'll get swipes, and, and we'll get Wheel of Fort. And swipes is super fun. You basically get uh, a stack of bars that go across, and you want to swipe whatever the bottom one is. And they give you four directions, up, down, left, right, and you swipe that direction on that bar. The trick is that as they go, any one direction might be one color, and then a couple blocks later it might change color. So you think you have a pattern where you're like, oh, on green I always swipe left. And on blue, I always swipe right because Tinder or something. And in reality, it's green might be left, and then later green might be up, and then later green might be down. And so the idea is that as you go, it gets a little bit faster and a little more, you know, you have less and less time to go swipe each one until you run out of time or swipe wrong, and then then you lose. But it's it's one of those things, like I downloaded it the other day. I was sitting in a meeting waiting for... Uh, the, uh, the last person who was going to be in the meeting to show up. And I was like, I just need to kill a minute. I don't feel like having a conversation about what everyone else is talking about. And so I just opened up swipes and I was clicking through it and I was like, Oh, this is fun. This is a good way to kill a couple minutes. So. Well, I have downloaded it. So I know I have to try that. I, I can play that while I'm laying awake tonight. There you go. So that was, that was kind of my thought is when you're trying to forget about what I, the next iOS is going to be named. Now you have a couple games to try out. And like I said, I think they're both free in the app store. Uh, yep, links, they were. Links in the show notes, magnificentpodcast.com slash 28 when the episode goes up. Woohoo. That actually reminds me of a game I've played quite a bit. It's a little bit frustrating game. It's called Annoying Brain. You ever played that? No. It's fairly new in the app store. Um, what it does, it throws up the name of a color on the screen and the color of the text of the name of the color is not the same color. Oh, I've and done then this. You have to it, yes. And you have to choose the choose the color, the color it spells of, right, from the, the text below, which they're all different colors. And it, it, it's frustrating as hell, but you kind of like, well, I, I'm better than this. I could do that. Because your brain is like, so, I see uh, a color and I want to I want to click that color, not the color. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll put that in the show notes too because that's actually a fun little game and uh, I know it's a first time developer uh, it's his first time in the app store so I'll give him a little love on that one uh, it's a freebie um, I'll put the, the link time. in the show notes yeah it doesn't cost you nothing to try so you might as well give the guy a break and the other one is also a freebie it's called Watch E and it is for your Apple Watch. And basically, it's an app that runs, but it looks like a watch face. And it looks like basically the insides of a mechanical watch. You've got all the little wheels and gears and and TikToks going on there. So you can see all the movements. It's like looking inside of a mechanical watch, see all the movements. It's pretty cool. Like I said, it's free. It's called Watchy. The link, link will be in the show notes. Um 
it's not useful. You probably won't have it up a lot, but it's kind of cool to see what they can do. So you can control all of what you see move or what you don't see. Uh, uh, it has all sorts of different settings, and it's uh, it's just a fun little app I came across the other day. It's by Nomad Systems, and it's free and in the App Store, and that's all I got to say about that. Awesome. That sounds super cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's, it's pushing the limits of can I get around what Apple says is a watch face app. <laughs> Just yeah, a little yeah. bit. It it's very close. It actually doesn't display time. It's well, actually, it does. It has watch hands, but you do also see the time up in the corner, uh, just a digital display. So hmm. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah, it's just a little off the wall app. It's kind of fun, and it's free. Again, can't hurt. It's free again. What's it going to cost you? Uh, some time, probably. Anything else it's for tonight? Isn't that fantastic? No, you know what? I'm I'm good. I'm not even sure what uh, do, 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 um, what I have for dinner, but I know it's going to be good because I'm really hungry. I'll tell you what I'm having for dinner. I'm having a Chicago classic. It's Portillo's. I'm having an Italian sausage with hot peppers and some cheese fries. Nice. And nice. I assume my wife is having an Italian beef with hot peppers. So there's that. That's what you call it. Okay. That's uh, I'm not Italian, but that's what she's having. And with that, you can find the show notes for this week's episode at magnificentpodcast.com slash 28. You can always tweet us your questions at magnificentfm or with the hashtag askmagnificent if you do feel so inclined. And if you leave us a rating or review on iTunes, we appreciate it. It helps people find the show and it tells us you care. And uh, my thanks to Chris for joining me as always. Thanks. Thanks for having to put up with me all by yourself with no help from Glenn this time. That's all right. And uh, to everybody listening on the, the super fun live stream that we did on Zcast this week, uh, we Woo-hoo. appreciate that. And we will certainly try to do it again uh, in the future, assuming that this all works out uh, and everybody doesn't like say, oh, my God, everything was terrible. It sounded super crappy. So appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to find uh, Chris and I both on the Twitter machines. Chris is at CLHauk and I'm at Ian Fuchs. And with that, until next time. See you later, Mr. Houck. Later, man. Have a good one, guys. I'm glad the CEO thinks this is awesome. Sound quality reminds me of AM radio. Oh. Hey, hi, how are you? It's 24 minutes past the big hour five. We got some killer songs coming up for you. First off is the Bee Gees. No, I'm just kidding.